1: And deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place.
2: We are live. How about that? Hello there, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy UFC Vegas 39 Eve. And what an Eve it has been. So much has happened today already. And tomorrow it all goes down at the apex. Early start time. A new prelim kickoff time at 2 p.m. Eastern. Main card at 4 p.m. Eastern. Nine fights capped off by a big one at 150 pounds as we are live on the UFC Vegas 39 preview show here on MMAFighting.com. I am Mike Heck. Jose Youngs is here. AK Lee is here. And what a day it has been already, gentlemen. First off, let's start with the main event. We got Mackenzie Dern taking on Marina Rodriguez. Jose, we got number four against number five in the only rankings that matter, the MMA Fighting Global Rankings. And... This fight is very interesting. There's a lot of s- at stake here, as we discussed on BTL. We'll get AT- AK's take on that in a moment. But to me, I-, I feel like a fight like this in a division like this that never lets you down, <laughs> two top five fighters, two fighters close to a title shot. I feel like this one should have a little bit more buzz behind it, Jose. We, we talk about under-the-radar fights all the time. This one might actually be the answer For the most under the radar fight of the entire weekend, even though it's a main event, why do you think this one doesn't seem to have that, that sizzle, so to speak?
3: Well, it's because there's just no, there's so much uncertainty over the the winner's future. Like we we've seen a lot of this this past summer where. The main event is great, but where does where does the winner go from here? What are they fighting for? I mean, if if Carlos Sparza had rightfully got her title shot against Rose Namayunas uh, in New York in a couple months, this fight would probably have a lot more pull and eyes on it because like oh, like in obviously because MMA is a logical sport and makes sense and wins and losses matter and coming off of a loss means nothing to getting a title shot. The winner of this could move on to fight the winner of Rose versus Carla, but that's not happening. And then, like I said, I'm between the links. If you throw in the wild card, that is Yawning and Jacek, who wants to fight the winner of Rose and Whaley, or maybe even the loser, that just means the winner of this fight maintains their place which is obviously a good thing they get their big win bonus and everything but like where did they go from here they maybe they could fight you maybe they could fight the loser of whaley rose but in a in a logical world where wins and losses matter the winner of the main event should be fighting for the title but this is mma and mma is a very silly sport and i say sport because i still consider it a sport um it's just i don't know The, the the winner isn't getting a title shot anytime soon and there's no but again, like I said on Between the Links, if anyone's going to get leaped-frogged by anyone, it's going to be Carlos Barza because for whatever reason, the UFC hates her.
2: <laughs> I see your face already. It, we're, I'm going to get to you to, to your response to what Jose just said in a matter of moments. But AK Dern, minus 190 favorite, according to our friends at DraftKings. Marina Rodriguez is a plus 160 dog. And this, at least to the casual eye, looks to be a classic striker striker versus grappler type of fight. But during striking has improved under the tutelage of Jason Perillo. Rodriguez is a purple belt in jujitsu. Uh, I mean, that aspect of her game seems to be improving, giving her a little bit of confidence. And Rod and Rodriguez strikes like someone who has been in Muay Thai room since she was like five years old. But not the case. She's only been training martial arts for around nine years, only been a pro since 2015. She's still evolving in this sport as well. So when you look at those intangibles, just the matchup X's and O's, we'll talk about the stakes in a matter of moments. But just your thoughts on the matchup, taking out all the drama here, IK.
4: Yeah, I think it's a great main event. I I agree. I I wish I had a little more buzz around it. This is probably, you know, what we talk about when we say like it's, it's not just that this main event needed to, you know need more buzz about it, like to be uh, hyped up, like with promo packages and everything. It's like, you need to do the groundwork earlier. You need to have these fighters put in like, you know, more high profile positions before. Now I think, uh, 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 Rodriguez, her last fight was a main event, like sort of that last second, not last second, but yeah. the flyweight that with yeah, Michelle yeah. Watterson, mm-hmm. and they kind of had to throw it together. So that was okay, but even then, it it was nice for her to get a main event, but it didn't feel like it's the main event they really like wanted. It was just kind of like, oh, well, they ended up with this main event, and uh, Michelle Watterson's certainly a name, but um, I think they've done an okay job, again, with showcasing them, but I just feel like they could always do a little more, and that's why when we get a Dern uh, Rodriguez matchup, which again, I think, at least according to our rankings, e- even the UFC's rankings, I think is a big deal. But especially with with Dern, who, uh, you know, has been sort of, uh, built this star buzz around herself for a long time. I mean, but b- before the UFC, people was, you know, were calling her one to watch. Uh, um, Marina Rodriguez, her hype was a little bit slower to build, but now she is she is where she is. Um, so yeah, I do wish they were a little bit better laying the groundwork because now there's only so much promotion you can do, especially with a card every week. I mean, we're talking about this. This is week. Three, I think of nine straight weeks I believe now and ten ten. so I think we're only in week three so there's a lot more to come week three or week four Uh, and it's we're still kind of in the wake of a big pay-per-view and it's I I don't know I guess it's about as hyped as it could be right now but I wish you could space things apart more I wish you could again the UFC was a little better laying the groundwork ahead of time but you know you can't go back in time what can you do I'm excited for it I think it's I think it's a really fun matchup Mm -hmm. and will tell us a lot about uh, whether either of these fighters, again, that they're not next, but whether they will ever uh, possibly be con- uh, someone who gets a title shot.
2: Okay, so I'm, I'm glad both of you said in a way that they're not next or they could be a little far away because this is a conversation on BTL, and anybody that I've asked about this, they've kind of turned. They've kind of like convinced themselves of the opposite answer that they originally had. And I know, AK, especially you, because we talked about this and on to the next one, this might make you a little bit sad to talk about because rules rule, right? And meritocracy is awesome. But Mackenzie Dern could shake things up in a big way at 115. If she goes out there and beats Marina Rodriguez convincingly, she dominates her, submits her. Hell, even if those two go out there and have a 25 minute war, there's definitely a chance when it comes to the UFC, she jumps the queue and gets the winner of Nami Yunus, Zhang Wei whatever happens next month at MSG. And unfortunately, Carla Sparza, rightfully so, would have an issue with that, as would a lot of other people, since she's clearly earned her shot to regain her title. So, AK, if Mackenzie Dern wins tomorrow, in your heart of hearts, should Carla Sparza be worried?
4: Yeah, socially depending on method victory. If Mackenzie Dern comes out and lands a 15 second flying triangle submission, excuse me, on, Mahe- uh, 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 excuse me. And then cuts a really good promo and just says flat out afterwards, you know, doesn't mince her words and says, I want that title shot. I'm next. I'm the future of this division. I'm the present. I'm the future. I don't care if it's a rehearsed promo that she has, like canned, if she executes it well. For sure, the UFC will have to consider. It. And and I look, I'm all I'm number one. I think as they should get that title shot. But if for some reason, again, uh, it plays out exactly as I just said it might with uh, with Dern just completely blowing the doors off performance wise promo-wise, then I'm not going to go like, oh, this is a travesty, you know, that she gets a tele-shot. I'll, prob- I'll probably enjoy it. Like I said, I think she has the potential to be a future champion. I think it's too soon. I think it's definitely too soon. I think you're 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 actually doing her a favor at this point, I would say, by not throwing her into a tele-shot with a Rose Namajunas or a Zhang Weili. Um, but again, I would understand the UFC's reasons for doing it. That Adern matchup with either of them is just... It's just going to be so much more intriguing than, than Esparza uh, facing out of them. Because for whatever reason, well, I mean, Esparza's never fought Zhang. And then with, with Namajunas, I guess people are just assuming it wouldn't go the same as the first fight that Namajunas has come along so far, that she would be, you know, the clear-cut favorite, which I, I'm not so sure about. I think I think Asparza has also gotten better. So I would hope it doesn't happen but I'm certainly not going to, you know, this isn't one of those situations where I'll call out the U.S. and be like, ah, you're just, you know, you're you're ruining the integrity of a, a mixed martial arts by giving Mackenzie Dern the title shot after a 15-second submission and a, and a killer promo. I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I think that's not realistic. So Esparza should be the front of the line by default, if Dern was a close decision or, or has to, like, come back, like, come back victory, I would hope you wait. I would hope you wait on it. Um, but again, I could see I could see why they wouldn't. And as for uh just US yes, J chick, man, uh she should have to fight again for getting a tele shot. But again, much like we just said about Dern, even all this time off, her name's gonna generate more buzz than Esparza. So I don't know. It's not it's not fair, but I i, I
2: could see both things happening and us just kind of having to go along with it. Yeah, Dern's just interesting because if she takes either Whaley or dirt or uh or used to the ground she could win, like at any point in that fight. If that fight goes to the ground, she probably wins, like right there and then. She's that good on the ground, and that is she's so good at her specialty, like just that much better than her than everybody else. All of her constituents, it's it's amazing. And Jose, I, I like we talked about this on BTL, but we talked the impact of a Dern win. Obviously, she's the bigger star. She's got more of a following. What about a Rodriguez win? Could she jump the queue, or is Carla Sparza? going to be watching this fight with her friends at some sort of barbecue rocking a Marina Rodriguez fight kit watching this one just hoping Marina wins this one and then she gets a clear path to the belt
3: well I know you haven't asked for our predictions yet but I'm actually going to pick Marina to win this fight and I think the winner of this fight between Mackenzie and Marina should fight Joanna. I think that's the most logical step as the winner and then the winner of Rose Whaley fights Carla and you can even put I'm not saying put them on the same card because I think deserved. Uh, to fight main events from this point on. And if the winner of this fight should fight another main event, they shouldn't be relegated to a co-main or an ESPN card or ESPN prelim, or whatever. But uh, I'm actually picking Marina to win because I selfishly have been asking for Joanna versus Marina for a very long time. Now, if Joanna doesn't want that fight, it wouldn't surprise me because she's at a point in her career where she's either once big name fights or, or title fights, and maybe she fights the loser of, especially if Whaley loses to Rose for a second time. Who doesn't want to see Joanna versus Whaley part two? I mean, the first fight is many people consider the greatest fight in the history of MMA, men or women's. It was certainly top five that I've ever attended to. I've ever attended uh, right before the pandemic hit. So Joanna has said forever that she wants to fight in front of fans. I think the only thing holding her back right now is if she wants that big arena feel, because I don't think she wants to fight in the Apex at all. The UFC is only doing pay-per-views in big arenas. And at this point, especially if Rose wins, Joanna's not going to headline a pay-per-view against Rose again. She's, I mean, she's not going to fight Rose for a title again. Maybe she could fight, Wei, especially if Wei Li wins. Maybe that's the case. Because all this Mackenzie Dern skipping the queue, what if Wei Li wins, and then they want to do Joanna Wei Li too, Inside of an, uh, in an arena, or they want to do Ioana versus Rose three or whatever. I don't know. There's all s- sorts of scenarios, but I'm still picking Marina to win, and then I because I selfishly want her to fight Ioana next, and then uh, Rose Carla two, which should have already been booked, happens as well.
2: Yeah, and I I thought in AK I said this, on, on to the next one when Dern submitted Nina Nunez, she should have come Mackenzie Dern should have called out Ioana right there and then cut a promo on her, been like Ioana, you took everything I work for. Let's go like, let's do this thing. But Mackenzie's not really that type. She's not the one that's just going to sit there and start blasting the spit and fire on the microphone. Although if she wins this fight tomorrow, good chance. She's going to call for a title shot. I think I jump Carla or she just calls for a fight with Carla. Cause I know the UFC wanted to put that one together. Carla said, no, I understand why. Cause she should be fighting for the belt, but Jose's going with Rodriguez. Maybe for selfish reasons.
3: Well, I, I also think Marina's wins over Tisha, Hebas and Watterson are much more impressive than. Who, what's McKenzie's biggest win? Jendaroba and Nina Nunes? Like, those are her two biggest wins to date. And those are very impressive. I just kind of put Marina's uh, resume at, at a higher standard than McKenzie's. Plus, uh, she fought Cynthia Calvia to a draw, which a lot of people don't remember. Cynthia missed weight for that fight. So, c- kind of a little bit of a disadvantage for Marina and then she fought I, a lot of people thinking i don't remember how he scored it, but a lot of people think she beat carla uh in that split decision loss so i just think marina's has a better resume and just has more tools to win a fight than mckenzie has an ace up her sleeve like if it goes to the ground that's a wrap but i think it's going to be a lot harder than people think and marina
4: to the ground
2: yep Ak, your thoughts are you with jose on this one or are you picking mckenzie dern to to come out on top
4: uh, I'm going with Dern. Uh, it's weird. I'm kind of it's it's I'm kind of worried though for her that it'll be like the uh, I, even though I know she just beat N- Nina Nunez, I think it'll, I'm worried it'll be like the Tatiana Suarez uh, mm. Nina Nunez fight when Nina Nunez was still Nina Ansarov, where we see her not able to implement sort of her game plan, you know, as dominantly as she has in the past. And this is a five round fight. This is the other thing to remember. So if if uh, Marina Rodriguez and avoid just to getting trucked in the first two rounds. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, if uh, if Dern is you know ha- has that extra level in her gas tank to to uh, continue implementing her her you know jujitsu for the last two rounds. It's a very exhausting thing to do. She's she's shown a lot of improvements in her cardio. She just looks to be in better shape. I think obviously since coming back and and uh, now she's a mom now and having a child. She looks like she's in great shape. She showed up at the weigh-ins. Uh, she gave people a little bit of a of a scare today because she was the last fighter to weigh in, but she came in half a pound under championship weight. So clearly it was just a uh, it, it was the kind of uh, someone takes a long time because they know they're going to make it, not because I think she was sweating down to the to the last pound. So that's a good. That's a great sign for her. Um, she, yeah, she looks, she's saying all the right things. she's you know she's she's doing all the right things. She's found stability in her training situation, which was also an issue with her. Early in her career, so I like all of that. So while I do think this is clearly the most difficult uh, fight of her career, I think she does get the finish in the first two rounds. Uh, I would be way more impressed if she was able to win a five-round decision. I, I know that sounds kind of boring, which no one has ever accused me of being boring. Mike. Of course not. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would love to see her like have to gut out, gut out a win uh, and win like you know a three-two fight, three rounds to two fight. That, that to me would be so impressive because I, I know she can catch. I'm Marina Rodriguez. We all know that. She can catch her early, catch her with a sub, and she can do that to anyone. If she can cut out a five-round win, that would I would I would love to see that. I mean, it might make her and her team think that they're they, you know, they need to go back to the drawing board, but I think as, you know, from us on the outside looking in, it, it would show us a lot.
2: I will go Dern, but I think it's way closer than the odds makers have it. I think it's closer than a lot of people think. Uh, and I roll with Dern because If she gets this fight to the ground at any point, it's probably not going to end well for Marina Rodriguez or anybody else for that matter. I'm sure Marina and her team are well prepared for that. I'm sure her wrestling defense, her takedown defense is as good as it's ever going to be. But you're giving Mackenzie Dern 25 minutes to get this fight to the ground and she only needs to get it down once. That is a lot of time. And I think she will eventually get it there despite maybe even losing the first two rounds of this fight but she will get it there. I think she gets a submission in the third, Uh, but this is, it's not going to be an easy fight. This is not going to be a a two minute affair where Dern just gets her right down and submits her. I mean, if it is good for her, but I just don't see it happening that way. So I think she's going to struggle. I think she's going to face adversity, but I think eventually she will get it to the ground and win. So there you go. Should be a lot of fun. Very intriguing main event, potentially 25 minutes. So rest of the main car, we got Randy Brown taking on Jared Gooden. Gooden misses weight, a pretty big miss, too. Uh, 20% of his purse goes to Randy Brown, which Randy Brown isn't all that impressed with because Jared Gooden's still a newcomer and it's not really a lot of money. Randy Brown tweeted as such, and I actually don't disagree with him at all. Uh, Tim Elliott, Matthias Nicola will be a lot of fun. Maria uh, Agapova, Sabina Mazo, and then Chris Gutierrez gets the bump to the main card to take on Felipe Colares. And the reason that that fight got bumped up to the main card is we had chaos this morning at 185 pounds because last night we find out Deron Wynn will not be competing against Phil Haas. Wynn has some health issues, had nothing to do with the weight cut. Let's put that out there, make that very clear. Uh, He got, let's just say he was ill. Okay. He was ill. He was out. Chris Curtis, a man who was on the contender series, got a tremendous finish. One of the great finishes in contender series history, and then became one of the great snubs in contender series history. Did not get a contract. He's seen so many 170 pounders, so many fighters get opportunities before him. He's retired like three or four different times. (laughs) It's just been such a crazy story. Chris Curtis finally gets the call short notice up a weight class, already getting ready for a fight. He's in Las Vegas, He's, I'm in. In. He's I'm gonna, in. I'm, in. I'm the gonna action man, the action man is gonna be in the octagon. He's gonna be in the octagon. I'm gonna fight Phil Huzz. So wake up, see this news out there. I confirm that Chris Curtis is in fact getting ready to step on the scale. Then I get a text message. I f- after, and by the way, the UFC at the weigh-ins announces this fight uh, no. is it's a done deal. Chris, Chris Curtis, Curtis weighs in. He weighs in.
4: Chris Curtis weighs in. He hits the scale he makes me. Make,
2: the dark. Mm-hmm. Then I get a text message that says, nah, it's not happening. I said, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I think I'm being messed with. I really do. And it turns out that last night, Phil Haas said, no, I'm not doing it. He's in the sauna, cutting weight, has this fight with Duran Wynn that was supposed to happen for a while. He says, I'm not fighting this dude on 24 hours. No, less. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So find somebody else. It's not going to be me. It was a thought process. It took a while to get to that point, but eventually Phil was like, no, I'm not doing it. And I don't blame him. So Chris Curtis makes the wait. The UFC announces the fight's going to happen, but behind the scenes, this fight isn't happening. So there we go. That fight's off. Chris Curtis, good news, he's in the UFC. He's a little pissed off because if you look at the Chris Curtis history and the story, this is so Chris Curtis-esque, it's unbelievable. And then we find out that the James Krause, who is... In Las Vegas, cornering like he typically is. This time for Tim Elliott says, I'll fight him. I'll fight Chris Curtis. I'll fight the action man. Commission wouldn't clear him. So Chris Curtis still without a fight. Still with UFC contract, but without a fight. So this has all happened this morning. This all happened this morning, early afternoon hours, before the 1 o'clock Eastern cutoff time of the weigh-ins. Wild scenes, my friends. Wild scenes. A.K. Chris Curtis... Finally gets the, the the signing, gets the phone call he's waiting for a long time for, and then this happens. What is your reaction to all of this?
4: First of all, listen, I'm glad Jose's here because I I think he's with me. I don't want to hear none of this. Oh, Chris Curtis is finally in the UFC business until he's actually in the octagon. <laughs> it's Chris Curtis. We have no. He could be hit by a meteor two weeks from now, and I would not be surprised. I'd be like, yep, yeah. I know, because and and probably after getting a, like a new UFC, like they'll probably give him like a new UFC fight in a week, and say like, oh yeah, yeah, he's fighting by the end of October. And it's finally time for the action man to get in the UFC. No, 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 no. Chris Curtis, I want to believe it. I'm the optimist. Everyone knows this. I'm so excited to see him finally fight in the UFC, but I will not say he is a UFC fighter until he steps into the octagon. There's so much that can happen with him, Mike. You recapped most of it. I want to say I was there for his first retirement uh, after the contender series. So he might've mentioned it before that. I'm not sure, but I remember I, I interviewed him after the contender series fight. And he's like, I'm done. He's like, I'm done. He's like, I'm, done. He's like I'm, I'm not, he's like, I'm not mad at the UFC, but I feel like I did enough. And if that's not enough, then I guess I'm done fighting. And like literally, I think maybe a week after I interviewed him, I, I think he had another fight booked for some other promotion. So I thought I had this great scoop and I'm like, Oh no, it's just, oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, it's Chris Curtis. PFL retires and then fights again in the same night. <laughs> have you ever seen this? <laughs> he retired and then they said oh oh chris actually one of our fighters fell out can you come back can you come back and fight he's like yes i will fight um it's just i don't know what a crazy morning yeah it was such a it, it was it, it felt weird it felt weird i remember when chris went to weigh in and then i was like, okay cool chris is there he's officially his first official ufc weigh-in and then uh you know phil haas hadn't weighed in yet and i thought god wouldn't it be funny if something happened to phil haas nothing bad but if for some reason phil haas couldn't make it and then you sent me that message and i was like oh, it's why did I even think it? It's just, it's so real. So yes, now we're down to nine fights. Good for uh, Chris Gutierrez and Felipe Calares for getting that uh, main card spot. But it really would have been cool to see Phil Haas or uh, Deron Wynn or Chris Curtis fight on Saturday night. We're just not going
2: to get to do that, unfortunately. Well, now Chris Curtis gets a full camp, which is nice. I mean, he was already preparing to fight. Hopefully. Uh, he was preparing to fight for Fury FC because Dana White's doing the looking for a fight thing on the Fury <laughs> FC card in Texas. So he was supposed to fight on that. It's so a lot of like contender series guys, a lot of guys who are like on the cusp of getting that call that are competing on that card. And Chris Curtis is one of those guys. He's in Vegas. It's good to be in Vegas right now. Call came and uh, congratulations, Chris. You're in the UFC. And uh, hopefully we get to see that debut sooner rather than later. So those are like the really big storylines here. So shall we shall we go to the peeps and see what they have to say? Check in with uh, the great MMA fighting community. Please, help us, peeps. What do you got? Yes.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds booths, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
2: Uh, Let's see. Randy Brown's only UFC losses are to Vicente Luque and Nico Price. Do you think it's time for him to face top 15 competition if he wins tomorrow night? I think he's pretty darn close. I don't know if he's... I don't know if we're talking top 15, but I feel like he's a guy that at least since he's come into the UFC, we feel like he's got top 15 potential. Right, AK? Like, If he goes out there and beats Jared Gooden and does it impressively, are we ready to throw him in there with... Some of these top 15 guys? Uh,
4: it, it's t- it, it's difficult to say because it's a deep division. Welterweight is, is one of the deeper divisions. Um, but it's crazy. Now. I'm just looking at his resume. He has not had a fight where, like, I would say he's he was heavily favored. So he beat uh, uh, Brian Kamosi, maybe his first UFC fight. Uh, oh, sorry, not his first UFC fight. But that's a fight I would say he was maybe heavily favored. After that, Bilal Muhammad, Mickey Gall, Nico Price, Brian Barbarina, Worley Alves, Luque, and Cowboy Oliveira. That's a tough fight holy crap that's a tough run of fights um for a guy who at that point again before the muhammad fight was had 10 pro bouts so i know i know everyone's been high on him for a while yeah i remember he was the uh he was the other the second guy to be picked off of one of those looking for fight shows um after mickey gall so there's always been hype around but man he has really had to learn on the job um i i think it's i don't i don't want to say it's time i mean is he ready i mean yeah he's been facing top 25 like top 30 guys ever since he came into the ufc apparently so um uh, it's. It, I won't say it's time because I don't think he will. I think they will find. A, I think even if he gets a win, I think they'll probably find another just outside the top fifteen guy for him to face. But I mean, do I think he could beat guys in the fifteen to eleven range? Yeah, sure. I think he'd give him a fight. Re- really, really talented guy, very creative.
2: What are your thoughts, Jose?
3: I mean, Randy Brown is. I feel like is one of those names that we've has been on the cusp of being a top fifteen fighter for what since the last few years and he just stumbles at the goal line and by stumbles i mean well like vicente Luque, he took that fight because they were booked to fight before and then vicente Luque, because he's the nicest human being of all time said well i already promised randy brown once so let's just run it back and even randy brown because remember that media day he's like i was very surprised that i got this fight again because he had thought vicente Luque had moved on to bigger and better things so Not only is he did is Vicente Luque that that loss one of his only losses like Vicente Luque was easily like top seven and Randy Brown was unranked so he was basically fighting way higher than he should have been and I think even he admitted like probably I was not expecting this fight I was also in the arena for that fight that was one of the apex fights the sound of Vicente Luque's knee on Randy Brown's skull will be etched in my mind forever. Because that was before fans were allowed to be in attendance. So it echoed. It reverberated through the apex. And then the Nico Price KO was when Nico Price was just knocking fools out off his back left and left and right. So two very violent knockouts at the hands of Randy Brown. And then Randy Brown looked fantastic against Cowboy Oliveira. So I think this is going to be... I, I want to say this is going to be a telling fight. But uh, John Gooden is... Well, not John Gooden. I'm... Jared Jared. Jared Gooden, John Gooden, of course, UFC commentator. Jared Gooden, missing (laughs) weight is just a bummer all around. So I want to say this is a good litmus test, but obviously he's – because, like, Gooden didn't even look like he was struggling to stand on the scale. Like, he knew he was going to miss weight. So uh, if he goes out there and just pieces him up and dominates him, then, yeah, give him maybe someone that's, like, 15-14 as a test, but don't throw him into the top seven again against Vicente Luque. That probably won't end well.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's right there. 170s, if he wins this fight, I mean, I got to look at the odds real quick. I'm sure uh, I would have Brown as a two and a half, three to one favorite. Minus 235. Yeah, I mean, that's about right. Accurate. He he should win this fight. He should win this fight. He should. Mm -hmm. Jared's dangerous guy, very powerful, uh, but Randy should win this fight.
4: Very high risk, low reward for Randy Brown.
2: Yeah. One thing to keep in mind is that Mackenzie Dern's takedown accuracy is about 10%. That is very true. That is that is very true. She's not she's not one that's going to string together a bunch of takedowns, but she doesn't need to. She just mm-hmm. needs one. That's the, that, that's what makes her so dangerous. She has 25 minutes to get one takedown. And yeah. if she gets it, she wins the fight. So but I- that's the thing. I worry about the gas tank, though.
4: I do yeah. worry about the gas tank. That that's a lot. Takedowns. They took a lot. Those failed takedowns take a lot out of you. Because as Mackenzie yeah.
3: said in in her interview with our own Damon Martin, that her fights normally end within the first two rounds. So um, and we've seen Marina go five rounds, especially against Michelle Waterson. I know that was a flyweight fight, so she didn't have to cut cut down all the way to one fifteen, but still, she's she's just the image of her going f- five rounds on a short notice fight you have to assume her cardio is in a better place than Mackenzie Dern. But for all we know, Mackenzie Dern is, has fantastic cardio now. We just haven't seen it yet. So a lot of questions will be answered, which is why a lot of, I, I've seen a few comments here saying, like, this would be a really good ESPN featured prelim for, like, a pay-per-view. I disagree. I want to see both women fight five rounds at hundred and fifteen pounds to answer the questions moving forward. I don't yes, it would be a great ESPN prelim, but I need to see five rounds between these two women because I don't want to throw them into title fights without seeing them go five rounds in that weight class, if that makes yep. sense.
2: I agree. And I, I feel like I feel like the the Dern John DeRoba fight was a, a prime example. Mackenzie went guns blazing that third round. She came out, really needed it and uh, and she won. She gritted her way through it. Uh, dern hype train ends tomorrow like when Roxy beat we'll see
3: I disagree with the the Macy thing because both of these Definitely women are 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 like top five straw yeah uh, yeah. Strawweights.
4: yeah even if Duren loses she's plenty of time for her to climb back up like I said this, this is a, this is a this is a real test for her and I don't yeah. think anyone should be surprised if marina Rodriguez wins and vice versa this is just a good fight i I, I hope this doesn't become though I know how I know how the fan base can be sometimes that if, if Dern loses and say looks bad in the championship rounds, which she's never been in, that'd be like, oh, she's exposed, she's exposed. Like, no, this is, I mean, you lo- people lose fights, and then hopefully they come back better. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but um, I get it. You know, that's the price of, of, of popularity, I, I understand.
2: Winner has to fight Ioana. No way wanna gets title shot with the win two years ago over Michelle Waterson.
4: I mean, shouldn't, but to say no way she it- you know how you know
2: how the UFC works. Come on, Cobra. Come on. Money, man. money, money. I mean, that's just the way that it is. I Whatever agree. The biggest draw. That's the I'm sorry. Right. I mean, this kind of
3: goes along with the Mackenzie Dern 10% takedown accuracy.
2: Mm. Hebus couldn't get Rodriguez down. I can't imagine Dern well. That's why they fight for sure.
4: UFC. Yeah. I mean, and look, they're different fighters. Different fighters. Different att- physical attributes. Um, I think Dern has an athletic edge over a lot of straw weights. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that matters. Again, it, it, I, I'm more concerned about the going the distance and all that.
3: Mm-hmm. You want to read this out loud, A.K. or so are podcast listeners oh yeah. Yeah, yeah oh okay i'm sorry
2: I was, I, we're, yeah. just we're just ahead. nodding yeah, we're, they're just, nodding just like along.
3: yes yes indeed You can't really hear go nods guys mike
2: go ahead go ahead mike mike you get it you take it people forget that uh that Hebus oh grappled dern is the comment from cobra a
3: lot of people are, are arguing whether uh i can't remember if marina won round five against michelle Waterson, hmm. and i don't remember also, there's a big argument over whether Dur- and I. there's so many comments that I don't know which one to pick, but a lot of people are saying Deron Wynn should go to welterweight, even though he just pulled out of a fight. That was supposed to be a middleweight, correctly. <laughs>
4: yeah, yes, yes. But they said it's not related to the weight cut or anything. So with your, he's so short, I get it. People see him and like, he's such a small guy from that way he's he he's always gonna look ridiculous in there at 185. But I don't know. Some guys just don't have the body type to healthily do it. So he'd have to do a, he'd have to do a huge change in his body type, diet, everything. Like he would he wouldn't look like uh, you know Deron Wynn does now. Which again, I'm, I'm not saying it's not possible, but there's there's very you know realistic reasons why he's uh <laughs> why he's uh at 185 right now.
2: <laughs> Don't talk about Gerard winning middleweight. The, 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 the exit from the fight had nothing to do with the weight cut. Uh, quest, we know, this yeah. is a
3: question specifically for AK. As
4: I, see a, it, I see it. I see it. Is it the one I'm thinking? Yes, Stephen K. I saw your question. Uh, yeah, we abandoned the gymnastics score because it doesn't quite apply to UFC cards that well. But I think now is uh, it warms my heart, Stephen K. He's asking, can we get a gymnastics score potential for this card? It's been a while. That anyone would bring it up unprompted, which uh, was great. Stephen K., your checks in the mail. I. Um, <laughs> For this card, boy, it's rough. It's rough. No, Though I I have to set the gauge now because if we're setting a gymnastics score for next week's card, that's a whole other thing. So I'll go – I really wanted that Phil haas uh, Duran winner or uh, Chris Curtis fight, I'll be honest with you. It would have helped a lot. This is like a 7.2 if everything goes perfectly. It's like a 7 – and I might be being generous. I think other people out there might be viewing it even lower, like – uh, their standards might be so low, but I see a lot of potential with again the co-main could be entertaining. I love uh, the Tim Elliott nicolau matchup. That's one I really wanted. Um, Chris Gutierrez uh, Kalara's bantamweights can't go wrong. Alexander Romanov's really fun to watch.
3: Uh, Romanov uh, fight that fight rules.
4: Yeah, and Agapova uh, Mazo. I don't know. It's either gonna be uh, like a contender a fight of the night or it could be like super boring. I actually have no idea. Uh Agafa is such a still such an unknown property, but I think it's cool they put on the main card. We always say again, give some of the, you know, flyweights some more attention. Well, we got men's and women's on there, so I can't complain. Um I would like to see Romanov bumped up instead of Gutierrez and Kalares, but whatever. It's nine fights, it's not it's not a lot to pick from. So I'll go seven point two. I don't think that's too high, right? That's fair. Give it a six. Oh God! You think you think if everything goes well, the bet the most you'll enjoy this is a six?
3: Yes, because it's not even the fight card that I'm most most looking forward to on the night, so it automatically goes down one point for me. So, but we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, but even
2: yeah, even with the 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 placement of in the day.
3: Yep, a lot of people were were wondering. I, I didn't know which one to pick, but a lot of people are saying like, oh, of course, Dana White made this on the Fury Wilder night. But for everyone, like this is an early morning card or earlier in the day card, so this fight will be yeah. over in time to watch this. So they're not even technically competing back and forth. Uh, way over, way over. If and anything,
4: he's hoping it's a lead-in. Maybe people will go. like s- settle down. for ESPN. Fight it's all on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And be like, well, I might as well tune in for the U- yeah. like the last three, you know, last hour UFC while we're waiting for the Fury Wilder card. It kind and of s- it's kind of a really s- smart thing to speaking do.
3: Speaking of boxing, because you know we have to hit a certain threshold of mentioning this individual on in every single show we do.
2: Luke a. beat Woodley and Randy Brown, so Jake Paul makes sense next for Randy Brown. Ah, uh, there you go. There's your Jake Paul reference. Thank People you, Daniel love Edwards. Talk about Jake Paul. Thanks, uh, Daniel Edwards, for the question.
4: Your check is in the mail. Thank you. And then Mike, I stop I, saying that out loud.
3: I can't find the question anymore, but someone had put a parlay with three names. So you're the betting guy of the three of us. If you had to put a parlay together on this card, what would you do? Which three names? Hmm.
2: I will I would look go... for it, but I
3: can't find it. It was very earlier.
2: Uh I mean, if we're doing parlays, I would play it pretty safe. So, I would probably go I don't know. There's some there's there's no real like locks.
3: I think ones, Romanoff man. is the way to kick it off.
2: Yeah, Vandera's is tough, man. Uh so Romanoff Randy Brown, and then it's like, uh, Loopy, G- Steve Garcia. That would Steve be my blind Steve Garcia. I th- I, la- I think Loopy is wins. Damon Jackson, Charles Rose is interesting. It's a little close, to risk it. But, yeah, if we're parlaying like a three-fight parlay, I, I, I'd say i say I have the most confidence in those three fighters to win tomorrow. Just because Char, Charlie Ontiveros, the way that guy, his whole, like, fighting career story, just like what happens in his fights is just bizarre. So something weird's going to happen in that fight. It's going to be some strange doctor stoppage TKO win for Steve Garcia. It's just wild
3: what
2: yeah. Charlie on has gone through
3: apologies if I can't find the question, but the guy had a really interesting parlay and now I can't find it. But anyway,
2: uh, what is their low card banger of the night? Mine is
3: number nine to Elliott versus, versus number Mateus nine. Nicolau? I think that's uh, the answer. We yeah, haven't even I mean, talked about I mean, it and those two are ranked.
4: <laughs> what are these numbers? Joseph Boza. I think you mean number, uh, tied for nine, Mateus Nicolau. Versus number 15, Tim Elliott, according to the MMAFighting.com global rankings, the only rankings that we acknowledge on this show. I don't even know what those numbers are next to Tim Elliott. What is that? What is that? That's bizarre. <laughs> these I'll, numbers.
2: Yeah, that one, and I think I think Rosa Jackson is is fun.
4: I, I mean, mean, this oh card's yeah. a
2: good fight, but it's, it'll be fun.
4: <laughs> this card's a low-key banger, because, I mean, can you be the low-key banger when you're the third, last, like, fight from the— from the from the top of the card, like that's
3: not a low key. <laughs> mm.
2: That's a great fight though. Tim Elliott is just yeah. super fun. I yeah. love that matchup. I love that matchup. Great. Garcia's in a tough butt if he can't submit and control at the Veros. Garcia knocked dudes out too.
3: All right, here's a answer to Mike's.
2: Ontiveros par- is
4: so is so
3: tall. Here's he's a, tall. Here's a uh, response to Mike's parlay from the. I'm gonna say the man himself, even though we obviously know it's not. <laughs> Yanni's teeth. Do you know who Yanni Yanni, Yanni is, teeth. Mike?
2: Oh yeah, the 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 contender series guy. Yeah. yeah Prop that guy. You know, like, yeah. You see him all the time. Okay. Roman what does, say? What does that distance? say, Mike? Ro- okay. Yeah. Romanoff inside the distance, Gutierrez and Nicolau is plus two hundred ish. Hey, listen, it's not a bad not a bad pick, but Tim Elliott's tough, man. That's that that'd be the That'd be a risky one. Watching that fight I'd be like I feel confident in the other two. The Nicola fight. I mean, I guess you got to you got to face some adversity at some point, but Nicola, it's going to be close. I think Nicola
4: is so I hate to use this term cuz I mean it's always relative to who you're talking to. I think Nicola is so underrated.
3: So do I. I. Hate, you know. So do I, do I
4: hated, you know. I hate every time uh, he who should not be named, uh, let's just say there's another producer uh, on this, who <laughs> sometimes produces these programs, always saying like, oh my gosh, how much he loves Manel Kopp and like, and how much he thought Kopp beat like Nicola And I'm like, okay, enough. I get it. Nicolau is really good. I, I really think people are- That's the on. one and thing L- that you say yeah. okay enough
3: by? That's the one thing from the uh, other producer? Oh, one
4: of many things. But he, the, the man is on, the man is not around. He cannot defend himself. Yep. I'm not going to go in deeper.
3: But I guess Nicolau was supposed to fight uh, Shorty Torres in Brave and that Brave failed flyweight tournament, if I remember correctly. Um, mm-hmm. That was supposed to be one of the matchups, I think. And then a, a lot of it fell apart. A lot of people got hurt. There was a draw, I think. That, and then obviously COVID happened, so scrapped a lot. And uh, I think he was one of the flyweights they brought back. And unfortunately for Shorty Torres, he's still not in the UFC. But hopefully he gets back one day because I would love to see him fight against some of these high-level flyweights. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll talk to him in a bit right, uh, a and then we got we have to talk about it because now questions are coming in
2: fury gonna win again wilder hasn't gotten over the last fight i mean here we are the third meeting third of a future fight?
3: five fight five fights i'm calling it these in two individuals fight five times
2: yeah they're gonna fight Damn. forever I thought Fury won the first fight. Mm-hmm. i mean, be battered. Wilder I thought
3: second. Fury. So I thought Fury won the fight. If it was like, if you're going round by round, like one, like, you know, I thought he won seven to five, but because of the two knockdowns, I thought you make those 10 eight. So I, I had it a draw scoring. Yeah, wise. Pr- I yeah, scored it a pride. draw, but Fury won the fight for sure.
4: Pride rules clear win for Wilder.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> not, well, I don't know. Do you have you watched that last round? lately no, i, don't remember. I, I don't think remember. Of outside first. of that outside of de- basically decapitating fury wilder did nothing in that round like fury came back and blitzed him and if you watch that fight the 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 blueprint on how fury beat wilder was laid in that final round because fury knew that he had lost that round so he had to just come back and kind of like just put the pedal to the metal and just rush fury- wilder and why this is when fury like this is all me speculating but it seems like fury realized that if you get within like two inches of wilder that's a wrap he can't do anything <laughs> unless he can extend and then the yeah. whole second fight that's all he did the whole second fight every round was just a replay of the final round in terms of fury's game plan
2: yeah
3: so i think it's a no. like i think it's obviously Fury's fight to lose uh, i think tyson fury is the best heavyweight on planet earth and but that means, of course, Deontay Wilder is going to win. And then we're going to get the much-demanded much, de- much demanded Deontay Wilder versus Alexandre Usyk, right? That's the fight everyone has been asking <laughs> for.
2: Oh, yeah. That was on everybody's wish list heading into 2021. Uh, I don't know if Wilder wanted this as much as his people were telling him to sue. To sue. That, to so sue. Yeah, it's silly that, he... of
3: course, Deontay Wilder wanted this fight. It was also his right to get this fight. He had a contract. Like, okay. people complaining about it, like, this is not Deontay Wilder's quote unquote fault. This is not Tice Fury's fault. Just how it played out. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. That's got an, it. Got another uh, response to Mike's parlay, I think. A lot of people are putting their parlays in the comment section now.
2: Mike, oh. translate this. Anavero's round one KO, TKO, Elliot, Mateus, inside the distance, Romanov by sub TKO, KO, 37 and a half <laughs> times. Again. So that's like. So we're looking for that big tuna. Yeah. We're looking for that big tuna, Gracie. First round KO parlay I was say. ridiculous money.
4: I love parlays like that though because this person will know. I assume they are actually betting this parlay like b- within the first ten minutes of the show, whether this happens or not. <laughs> it's the first fight in the card.
2: <laughs> I feel like Romanoff getting a finish is probably the most possible thing here. Sure. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Elliot, Mate- I feel like Elliot Mateus is going yeah. the going the full fifteen, and then I mean, Tavares could get a first round finish. Who knows?
3: And then uh, Mike, I don't know if you keep a. Inner rankings that you keep, like like A.K. Lee does. A.K. has his own rankings that goes. How the far down does rankings. your
4: rankings go? Uh, just
2: ho- just ho- however many. So then this on one the is for you. Chris Gutierrez is such a bully at 135. Oh, Do you think he could me, find his way on, into on, the me. top 25 after? A let wave. me
4: at least let me at least drop my rankings. Uh, and I also had a joke about the uh, betting on, on like that first fight, the Ontiveros first round uh, knockout thing is like. Uh, when adam sandler bets on like the tip off in uh, in uncut gems it's like <laughs> it's like you you know again you'll know within the first 5 minutes like and, and that's kind of what's cool about it is i and i think that's a fun way to bet too is, just like right away from the in of the night cuz man if if ondaveros gets the first round knockout excuse me um if that guy actually bet that i mean the rest of his nights gonna be so much fun because <laughs> it's like that's i think that's one of the tough. that's obviously the toughest part to hit and then it's just like man uh you're just hoping for the best from there but uh yeah i, would not, I don't know i don't bet on mma i don't bet on sports in general i certainly just do not bet on mma and uh, betting on a charlie onteveros uh first round <laughs> knockout as, as the first part of a of a of a parlay that could pay 37.5 times what you bet hey why not um That'd be, I, I, why not? Right again, because you could bet like ten dollars and whatever. Uh, what was the question? Again?
2: Oh yes, yeah. Chris <laughs> is here. I'm sorry. Would, been, uh, been, be in the top yes, twenty-five of the win?
4: I've been hemming and hawing as I load up my uh, my secret rankings here. It's
3: called stretching. We're stretching, stretching for time.
4: We're stretching. Yes, uh, it's loading very slowly on my laptop. Um, so, Mike, well, would you put?
3: Either. I kind of thought Chris. I, in my inner, I thought Chris could be like right outside the top twenty-five as it is. The problem is one thirty-five is so deep.
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's probably in the top thirty, thirty-five range. Yeah. But like, look like guys who are between twenty and thirty would be like Nathaniel Wood, Jack Shore. Those are uh, all fun fights. Adrian Yanes, uh, oh. Syed Magomedov, like guys like that. Montel Jackson, like could yep. Gutierrez beat those guys? Maybe. I mean, that if his leg kick game is strong and starts chopping dudes down, it's possible. But top 25 at Bantamweight is really tough to get to with some of these names up there. So I would say he's he, close, but I don't think a win over Kolaris puts him, at least like in my mind, top 25, but 28 maybe.
3: Yeah.
2: Like he's close. He's definitely close. It's it's tough because Kolaris is behind him. I would
4: think. I would right. imagine most people's ranks mm-hmm. is behind him. So how much do you gain? A, a, a tough guy for sure. How much do you gain from beating him? So, I've got Gutierrez with four and one and one record in the UFC, sixteen four and two overall, uh, 32. 32 in my rankings. So, uh, so BG two one six, perfect question. I think you're right. I think he's right on the edge. I have him behind just a few of these names: Brian Kelleher, Montel Jackson, Kyung Ho Kang, Said Nurmagomedov, and uh, Alejandro.
3: One thirty five. just freaking rules, doesn't it? It's
4: so good. It's you got so Gutierrez good. behind so- Perez. I have him behind Alejandro Perez. Yes, eight, three, and one in the UFC. He what? just beat up. He just beat up a forty-three-year-old man. <laughs>
2: yeah, Mike, that has to come from something. On, what? What? Twelve? What was it twelve hundred days?
3: <laughs> All right. Well.
4: Uh, so, uh, so, uh, do you think he's prime with the top twenty-five? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't think this fight does it.
3: Well, speaking of Chris G and parlays,
2: Big Rocker Johnson. I put Elliott versus uh, Nicolau going to decision. Chris Gutierrez yep. winning and You're Durham right. by submission in a parlay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a, it's a pretty good looking parlay right there. Those are all logical, yeah. Yeah. That can't pay out that much.
3: Now a lot of people are seven and a half. Are, a lot of people are dropping their parlays in the comments section. <laughs> all right.
4: Uh, I will say I, I dropped a poll in the comments about twenty minutes ago. Uh huh. Who will win the UFC Vegas 39 main event. And of uh, our viewers, 58% Mackenzie Dern. All right. So then here's another
3: line question, but not a parlay question. So Mike, yes or no? AK, yes or no? Under. Over, under, three and a half rounds for the main event.
4: Under, because I'm picking Dern to win. There you go. I'm I'm going under. There you go. Thank you, Ben, with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I
2: don't, think, I don't think this gets to the fourth round. Pray for Kyrie.
4: Well, we're getting a
3: lot of questions unrelated to the fight, the fight card now. Right. A lot of our right. Calvin Cater, Giga questions. A lot of Helwani right. versus Brandon I'll, Schaub <laughs> questions. So you know how I'll end,
2: so end, I will. End the I'll, address, I will I'll address poll. the former. I'll address the oh. former. I saw the reports. Uh, I saw the reports about Calvin go. Cater versus Giga Just got announced. I feel like that's a rough comeback for Cater at the max. Okay, so here's here's what I know. From what i understand and what i've been told from conversations i've had since that report came out uh some things were done that shouldn't have been done uh and the fight got reported and from not saying that this fight is is being discussed i will say that is being discussed uh and there's like stages to these things there's like if it's verbally agreed to on both sides like this is the offer We want you to fight this guy. We want you to fight this guy. We're in. We're in. Verbal agreement. That's like in the works, targeted. That's like reportable kind of stuff, okay? Then there's pen to paper. It's set. We're not quite at the in the works stage yet. The fight is being discussed. There are other options in play, too, although it's leaning towards the fight between Cater and Chikadze. But as of right now, from the conversation I had to actually report this fight as being in the works or targeted at this moment in time premature premature
4: so tell him mike i'll drop the mic for you I'll yeah, drop- i mean that's, no it's pretty
2: expensive yeah that's just what i've been told uh not done not even verbally agreed we're not quite there yet i would say it's at the preliminary discussion stage uh but it is possible this fight happens i'm not saying the fight's not going to happen uh, but for us to go out there and report this fight is done would be premature on our parts. So we thank will you. probably not be reporting it. Thank you, Mike. And thank
4: you, Jace Steiner, a friend of On to the next one or on mm-hmm. the next one podcast. Hey, Jace, get your picks in buddy. Jace is, uh, was one of the original one of the original listener pick submitters? And yes. uh, I think he's been, I think he's been busy with real life or something like that, but come on, I Jace. Get those.
2: The fight now, like uh, now that there's reports out there and people are reacting to it, there's no way that this won't be the fight. Um, mm. I don't know if it's a rough comeback fight for Cater. I mean, it's. I think it's a good fight. I think it's a good fight for both guys where they're at in their careers. Give Giga another main event. Throw Cater in there. I think it's a good fight. Cater, if Cater wants to be a title contender, he's got to beat Giga. And if Giga wants to be a title contender, he's got to beat Cater. So I think it's perfect matchmaking. It makes all the sense in the world. It's fine. I like I, it.
3: I'm also not in favor. Like I know a lot of people on our preview post shows, former A-Sides, various shows we've done. I'm not a proponent of having people fight way back just to get a win because if you're ranked in the top ten, fight in the top ten. Don't fight someone way higher than you, but fight someone right there. You know. You know. Do you get what I'm saying?
4: Yeah. Are you, are you talking, about, are you talking about for cater?
3: In general, because I know after the Max Holloway loss, a lot of people are like, oh, you should get like an easy bounce back. On like, I'm not a mm-hmm. proponent of that for anybody.
4: Oh. Like so a lot you, of so people. Like, I, so you're saying you, that's why you support this matchup?
3: I love this matchup. Yeah, I like yeah, this, I, this. This is this checks, as Jose Young said, all the boxes for a high level martial arts competition. Mm-hmm. Like i I've, yeah. I've saw the same thing with like Edmund and lost a couple. Like he should be fighting someone outside of the top fifty. I was like, well, no, he got to the top fifteen for a reason. He is a very talented fighter. I don't want to see him just decapitate someone and all of a sudden. He stunts someone else's growth. Yeah, so I like this fight a lot. And I, if it if it happens, or I wouldn't hate either of these guys fighting someone like Arnold Allen. I think Arnold Allen has done enough mm-hmm. uh, to get a, a high level fight, mm-hmm. as a few yeah. people are saying.
4: He uh, needs a top ten opponent. He needs to finally yeah. break in there. He needs is the only thing that stops him.
2: Yeah, and from 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 what I understand, uh, the original plan was to do Cater Allen in November before, mm-hmm. I think it was before the Holloway. Think was Oh, no, it was, maybe it was December. It was, one, it was either November or December. The the talk was for Cater versus Allen to headline a card, but Allen is hurt. Uh, he's got a hand injury. He's not been cleared. So, obviously, direction is shifting in a different way. Uh, but that was the plan was to get Arnold Allen in there originally, but didn't get cleared, and here we are. I love this Chikaze fight. I think it yeah. makes sense. And featherweight's tough, man. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Got fight? to find Josh Emmett's gonna be coming back next mm-hmm. year. He's gonna be looking for a big fight. I mean, there's there's lots of lots of talents at 145. Devoyev w- is
4: there. I mean, I'm holy saying, cow! You can wait, but guys are coming up. Bryce Mitchell's gonna come back. I mean, you can you, you're not gonna hold on to your spot by not fighting, really. Yeah, uh, featherweight is, is
3: featherweight is, really is featherweight is very very. It's not as stacked as 135 or 155, mm-hmm. I think, but it still has a lot of fun fights. Like
4: there,
3: there are a lot of fighters in at one at featherweight that I don't think will be champion, but will never be in a boring fight. Like Andre Feely is in that category. Like he is. Yep. Have you? Can you remember a boring Andre Feely? Fili- like he's had a lot of bad luck as of late, uh, in in his matches. But that fight, like he's always in fun fights. Anyway. I yeah,
2: like these guys. Evloev, you got uh, Taporia, who's on yeah. his way up. One forty five is fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. It's but crazy we love, good.
4: We love the matchup. Number seven, Calvin Cater. Number eight, Giga Chikaze, in the MMA fighting global rankings. <laughs> So uh, good job, matchmakers. You're welcome. You're welcome for uh, you know just looking at our charts and saying this is how you're going to do it. I mean, you know
2: as soon as the line opens, if you like him, you won't close less than minus three fifty. Mm, thank you, Gianni. Steve. yes. Prob Giga minus two eighty. Yep. Everyone's mm-hmm. everyone's everyone's anyway, a gambling expert. Now we're
3: now we're getting into non UFC Vegas thirty nine questions. Wow. So if you yeah. want to close it out, Mike.
2: Yeah, All we right. could probably we could probably wrap. Uh, getting ready to take a, a drive down south florida uh that's where i'll be for the next few days working and doing these shows with with, with these fine folks these gentlemen uh which reminds us pre-fight q a this new start time yes 1:30 eastern tomorrow we will answer your questions what we just did for the last 20 or so minutes here that's what we're gonna do for the entire 30 minutes but hopefully ufc vegas 39 related most I mean, most of the time it goes off topic we talk about all sorts of different craziness yep we should as we should, that's probably the, I mean, that's a huge fight. That's a huge fight, and it is. It is. The press conference was uh, was something else. It sure was, and... Uh, like the conor mcgregor dustin poirier press conference conversation because there was talks about who won that one conor was playing the greatest hits poirier came back with some some short little jabs and apparently i was
3: muted for that because my microphone came unplugged so no one even heard what oh. i said so I awesome heard, i heard, you. I heard everything I heard some, the, I the know, peeps it did it the
2: peeps didn't oh, yeah my
3: all microphone right got well unplugged. we're
2: getting out of here technical difficulties aside we are done <laughs> for ak for jose i am mike Heck. Get ready, as John Annick says, one more sleep, everybody. UFC Vegas 39 goes down tomorrow. See you tomorrow at 1.30, talk to you all about it. AKA, uh, yeah, goodbye.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The
1: crown is yours.